Hello and welcome to You Bet Your Life from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Ladies and gentlemen, the secret word tonight is smile. S-M-I-L-E. Really? You bet your life! The more than 3,000 DeSoto Plymouth dealers of America present Groucho Marx in You Bet Your Life, the comedy quiz series produced and transcribed from Hollywood. Folks, it's another big night on You Bet Your Life. Later in this program, we're going to bring you exciting news about the new 1953 Plymouth, the first truly balanced car in the low-priced field. And now, here he is, the one, the only... You know who that is? That's me! Here's the way you have to smile on television. It's just like Fenneman. It just occurred to me. Eh? Well, here I am again with $1,500 for one of our couples. Groucho, just before we went on the air... Well, I... Just the same night you did a minute ago. <laughs> Groucho, just before we went on the air... Aren't you sick of saying that? <laughs> our studio audience selected a fellow by the name of Mr. Uh, John Martin, who works for an employment bureau, and uh, his partner is a housewife, Mrs. Morris Collins. <laughs> Folks, come on in to meet Groucho Marx, please. <laughs> well, how do you do? How do you do? Welcome. Welcome, welcome to your bet your wife, uh, bet your life. Uh, say the secret word and you'll divide $100. It's a common word, something you always have with you. Mrs. Collins and uh, John Martin. Eh? Mrs. Collins, uh, are you related to Tom? No. <laughs> uh, must be pretty sick of that joke, huh? <laughs> Where are you from, uh, Mrs. Collins? Quincy, Massachusetts. And uh, what is your hometown, Mr. Martin? Well, I'm a native Angelino. Was born in the Green Meadows district. Green Meadows? Out by the oil wells. Oh. Were you born near a sump pump? I don't know what a sump pump is, really. <laughs> Something I have in the cellar, I think, that floods usually, and you have to send for the plumber. Uh, what is your first name, Mrs. Collins? Aida, but I, I prefer Ada. You prefer Ada? Yes. Ada from Decatur? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> No, I think I like Aida better. It's, it's a very pretty name, you know. Where, where'd you get that name? Well, well, how'd you get that name? My father was a lover of operas, and he named me after his favorite opera, Aida. Oh, well, you should be happy he wasn't crazy about the Barbara Seville. <laughs> <laughs> What's your husband's name? Um, Maurice, but I prefer Morris. Uh-huh. Well, this... <laughs> Does he know that you prefer Morris? <laughs> I call him Morris. Well, how did you two get together? Well, was we... he in a Maurice chair? And uh... no, I really met him in the cellar of my home. Now you're talking. <laughs> he was helping the plumber install the steam heat in my mother's home. Oh, and you started warming up to each other right away. <laughs> well, did you marry the steam fitter immediately, or did you wait a little while? I waited a while. Uh, well, that's all right, as long as you had a good fire going in the furnace. <laughs> how, long did, how long did you wait? Six months? Sixteen years. 
16 years? Yes. I didn't know you could bank a furnace that long. <laughs> now, what, what is it you do? I, I forget, uh, Mr. Martin. I'm a personal counselor at Mutual Employers Association. Oh, well, that sounds pretty involved. What kind of an outfit is that? Tell us something about it. Well, it's an association of employers to secure uh, personnel for medium and size, medium and uh, small size firms. Could you help me find a secretary? <laughs> no, I uh, uh, I couldn't. Um, you mean you've spoken to a few of my former secretaries? <laughs> it's no, a I lie. Mean... Every word of it. <laughs> I mean that you'd have to uh, become a member of the association. So well, let's say I was a member. How do you proceed in getting me a secretary? Well, the secretary would come into the office and be greeted by our receptionist. And uh, What does the receptionist look like? She's a uh, beautiful redhead. Well, let's uh, skip the secretary and just send me the receptionist. <laughs> I'd like to go on talking to you, but in just one minute you're going to play your bet your life for a chance at the $1,500 question. Uh, now, before we proceed, I have a note here I'd like to read. It says, there are many fighting men in Korea and in the hospitals in the Far East who will be forgotten this Christmas because they have no family or folks back home. Here's how you can play Santa Claus with these boys. Mail a Christmas present or send a donation to give a lift with a gift in care of the Los Angeles Junior Chamber of Commerce. They'll fly your gift over to Korea. I think this is a great idea. Let's all do it right away. It isn't too late. Send it in care of the Los Angeles Junior Chamber of Commerce. All right, now, let's see how you work together as a team. Fenneman, would you mind explaining the rules to these uh, young couple? All right. You bet as much of your $20 as you want on each of four questions, and the couple that earns the most money gets a chance at the $1,500 DeSoto Plymouth question later on in the show. Um, Here we go. Let's see how high you can build your $20. Out of our list of 20 categories, you selected number two, characters from plays by William Shakespeare. Here's your first question. How much will you bet? Will 17 mm. do? Oh, I think that'll be... $17. The Montagues and the Capulets have a feud in what Shakespearean play? Romeo and Juliet. Romeo and Juliet is right. Off to a good start, you have $37. Now, how much of your 17 $37 are you going to try for on this one? 34 35 Talk Anything you like. $35 will do. $35. Othello's wife was smothered to death. What was her name? Oh, uh, Umbri. Uh, yeah, Othello's wife. Desdemona. Desdemona, you got in right on the bell. <laughs> you now have $72. And I'm very happy about that because I knew you had it on the tip of your tongue. You just couldn't get it out. <laughs> Let's see your tongue. <laughs> Part of it is still hanging on there. Now, here's your third question. How much of the $72 are you going to risk this time? Let's try, um... $72, come on. 70. Time's a-wasting. $70. $70. What was the name of the husband in The Taming of the Shrew? I'm sorry. It's Petruchio. You now have $2. <laughs> well, you still have a chance to beat the other couples. How much of the $2 are you going to bet? Oh, uh, bet it all. Bet, bet it all. all. All right. 
Puck, Oberon, and Titania are characters from what play? Midsummer Night's Dream. That's right, Midsummer Night's Dream. Well, they wound up with $4, Groucho. You're not through yet. Nobody leaves here with $4. I'll give you one more question for $21, which will give you a total of $25. Are you ready? What animal do you associate with Buffalo Bill? <laughs> Buffalo. The Bill is right, Buffalo Bill. <laughs> Thanks and good luck from the DeSoto Plymouth dealers. And now, Groucho, here's our next contestant, Mr. Uh, uh, Plymouth. Uh, that is uh, Peters. Uh, say, Fenneman, wait till you see her. Who? The new 53 Plymouth. Tomorrow's the day, you know. And boy, that car's going to make history. Why, it's... Yes, yes. But, Mr. Peters, the question... No question about it. The new 53 Plymouth is a new kind of low-priced car. Nothing else like it on the road. Looks different. Rides different. It's built different. And the Plymouth engine stepped up to 100 horsepower. Oh, really, Mr. Peters, we're trying right now. No good trying now. you got to wait till tomorrow. But then, oh, baby, wait till you see the sensational new... Mr. Peters, suppose we just walk over... No, the... don't walk. Run to your DeSoto Plymouth dealers tomorrow. Bring your wife, your kids, your fountain pen. Fountain pen? Sure. Once you meet the new Plymouth, it's easy as pie to enter the big $25,000 contest... Why, they're giving away six new 53 Plymouths and hundreds of cash prizes. Get your entry blank from your DeSoto Plymouth dealer, but make sure it's mailed before next Monday midnight. Mr. Peters, are you a contestant on You Bet Your Life, or aren't you? A contestant? Heck no. Just want to tell the world about the important new 53 Plymouth. Well, thanks for the use of your mic, Mr. Fenneman. And don't forget, everybody, meet the new Plymouth tomorrow. Groucho, we invited some lady cab drivers to the program tonight, and just before we went on the air, our studio audience selected Miss Jean Fleurichamp. Her partner is an unusual schoolboy, Mr. Walter Plummer. Folks, would you please come in and meet Groucho Marx? Welcome, youngsters, to your bet your life. Say the secret word and divide $100. It's a common word, something you always have with you. Uh, Miss Jean uh, Fleurichamp, is that the way you pronounce it? Fleurichamp? And Mr. Walter Plummer, eh? Jean, uh, you're a cab driver? Yes, I am. Yellow? Um, <laughs> no. No? No. <laughs> now, what color is your cab? Well, it's yellow, but I'm a very brave person, really. Oh. <laughs> I know it isn't polite to ask a woman a race, so uh, how old are you? Uh, were you when you started driving a cab? I was 23. I see. And how long have you been driving? <laughs> well, Graccio, we don't... Um, we don't count the years of experience in uh, years. We count it in mileage. Really? You don't look as though you'd gone over 5,000 miles. <laughs> Unless, of course, you're using retreads. I don't know. <laughs> How old are you, uh, Jean? I'm 31. 31. Well, you don't look it, huh? How old are you, Mr. Plummer? 13. 13, huh? Where do you live? Claremont. Hmm, Claremont. Where is Claremont? Oh, about... Five miles north of Pomona. Where's Pomona? <laughs> oh, well, that's where they have the county fair each year, the Los Angeles County Fair. Hmm. It's pretty well known for that. It is, huh? Were you on exhibition there? <laughs> now then, uh, precisely where is Claremont? Four miles north of Pomona. <laughs> you just said it was five miles. Apparently, Claremont is a fast little place. <laughs> At the present rate is going a mile a minute. 
What sort of work does your father do, uh, Walter? He's an electrician out of Kaiser's steel mill. And your last name is Plummer? Mm -hmm. And your father's electrician? <laughs> is yes. your father a plumber, too, or is he just an electrician? Yeah. Well, he's a plumber, too. <laughs> oh, I see. Well, after all, some plumbers are electricians. <laughs> last time I got a bill from a plumber, I said he got a shock. <laughs> That's no hokum either, huh? <laughs> well, let's talk about your work, Gene. Uh, Isn't it unusual for a woman to be driving a yellow? No. You think women are more skillful drivers than men? Yes, I think they're more courteous, and um, yes, I think they're they're better drivers. Mm -hmm. Why do you say that? Well, because I'm a woman. <laughs> <laughs> I guess they are more skillful at that. They have to be to get a car in the garage sideways. <laughs> now, Mr. Plummer, what do the kids call you by, by the way? They don't uh, call you Mr. Plummer, do they? I've got a sort of nicknames. They mostly call me Terry, but they call me Turpentine Terry, Terry and the Pirates, and Turkey Terry, and... All kinds of names. Turkey Terry? That's just around Thanksgiving they call you. <laughs> why do they call you uh, Typentine Terry? Don't ask me. Well, I'll ask you. Why do they call uh, <laughs> Why do they call him Typentine Terry? Oh, my. Well, that's a good answer, too. Now, where does the Terry come from? I thought your middle name was Walter. Well, my middle name is Terrence, and it's taken from that. Oh, I see. Well, I'll call you what the other kids call you, Typentine Terry. Eh? Is that all right with you? Now, do you have any hobbies, uh, Terry? Oh, I like to play football and baseball and basketball, and I collect stamps. And... Mm -hmm. Well, you sound like a typical red-blooded American boy. Do you have any other hobbies? Oh, I like to cook. What was that? I like to cook. I think this red-blooded American boy is going to pot. <laughs> what do you mean you like to cook? Uh, are you a good cook? Mm, well, I try. What makes you think you can cook? Well, I won two blue ribbons out at the fair this year for cakes. But, oh, that's what you were doing at the fair? <laughs> what kind of cakes? Hot cakes? <laughs> no, one was um, sponge cake and one was um, chocolate angel food cake. Well, my congratulations, Terry. What is your ambition? Would you like to be a chef someday? Well, I'd like to be a, a chef in a big hotel like the... Waldorf Astoria or something like that or a chef on television or something like that. Just think, someday the Waldorf will feature on this menu. Veal cutlet a la Typentine Terry. <laughs> well, it's time to stop talking and start winning some money. You're going to play your bet your life for a chance at the $1,500 question. Terry, if you win all that money, you'll feel just like I do since I got my new DeSoto. I got it last week and I'm crazy about it. I really am. Now, you just beat our other couples. That's all you have to do. Our first couple won $4. The secret word is smile. Here we go. Let's see how high I can build you $20. You selected first and middle names of famous women. I'll give you the initials, and you tell me what they stand for. Here's your first question. How much will you bet? Now, talk it over between you. Seventeen. Good enough? Mm -hmm. $17? M.B. Eddy was the founder of the Christian Science Church. What do the initials stand for? Mary Baker. That's right. Mary Baker. 
You're off to a good start. You have $37. Remember, you're going for $1,500 tonight. Now, how much of your 37 will you bet on your second question? 36. Okay. 36. Can't hear you. 36. 36. Okay. C.J. Bond was a famous songwriter. What do the initials stand for? Carrie Jacob. That's right, Carrie Jacob. <laughs> You've now climbed to seventy-three dollars. Here's your third question: How much of the seventy-three will you try? Seventy. H.E. Stowe, S-T-O-W-E, wrote a famous book. What do the initials stand for? Talk it over. Mm-hmm. No, I well, think I'm sorry. It's it's an easy one, but you, you're just nervous. It's Harriet Beecher. Oh. Harriet, Harriet Beecher still. <laughs> you right. have uh, $3. You, you now have $3, so don't be discouraged. You still have a chance to beat the other couples. How much are you going to bet? Three. We made it. Three. Okay. E.B. Browning was a fam- famous poetess. What do the initials stand for? Elizabeth Barrett. Elizabeth Barrett is right. <laughs> And then you wind up with six dollars. I'll give you one more question. Get this right, and we'll bring the total up to twenty-five. Are you ready? Yes. Who was buried in Grant's tomb? Oh, Grant. <laughs> Mrs. Grant is right. Roger, just before we went on the air, we selected Mrs. Christina Kelly and Mrs. Amelia Craig. Uh, for reasons which I'm sure you'll discover when you, you meet these ladies. So, ladies, would, would you come out and meet Groucho Marx? Welcome, girls, with the DeSoto Plymouth Dealers. <laughs> Say the secret word and divide $100. It's a common word, something you, you always have with you. M- M- Mrs. Christina Kelly and, and Mrs. Amelia Craig. Is that right? Yes, sir. Fenneman sounded a little mysterious when he introduced you. Apparently, I'm supposed to find out something surprising about you to... to uh, well, I'll get it Maybe if I have to sweat it out of you, huh? <laughs> now, Kelly, where were you on the night of June 12, 1922? <laughs> I don't remember. You don't, eh? Well, I can understand that. I don't even know where I was last night. Eh? <laughs> How old are you, Kelly? 63 years old. You expect me to believe that? Where are you from, Kelly? I was born in Denmark. You were born in Denmark with a name like Kelly? <laughs> you get 20 years for that one. <laughs> Something's just certainly rotten in Denmark. <laughs> I'd better try and break down the other one, I think. <laughs> Craig, that's a Scotch name. How old are you? 63. You're both 63, eh? Yes. You got together on your stories, eh? <laughs> Well, you can't outwit with me. I wasn't born yesterday either, you know. <laughs> Couple of Eastern mobsters, if I ever saw one. Watch your racket, kids. Now, come clean now. Are you one of the extortion mob that's charging a buck and a half for a haircut? <laughs> hey, where are you from? <laughs> I'm from Denmark. I think I'm beginning to catch on. You are Schwester's? Your sisters. Your sisters, huh? We are twins. Twins, huh? Well, that's impossible. You don't look anything alike. (laughs) Kelly, let me see you wiggle out of that one. Go ahead and remember everything you say may be held against you. 
Well, we are not identical twins, but we are fraternal twins. Fraternal twins? Yes. Eh? What fraternity do you belong to? <laughs> <laughs> we don't have to be uh, brothers because we are fraternities. They also, also comes in sisters. We have got the same parents, and we are born at the same time. I see. Well, what are you girls doing in Los Angeles? Are you having a vacation out here? No, we are living here and working. Oh, well, what are you? A couple of bookies? Uh, <laughs> what sort of work do you, do you do? Uh, well, I'm a professional cook. Oh. Uh, at present, I'm cooking for Mr. and Mrs. Earl C. Anthony. Oh. Tell us about some of the dishes uh, that you uh, put together. Well, uh, the Anthony's, they're like my famous uh, Danish uh, hamburgers. Uh, you know, I, I uh, make them just like uh, a New Yorker cut. Mm-hmm. And, uh, uh, you never so exhibited I, a cake at the Pomona Fair, have you? Uh, no, I've never been in, in Pomona yet. yet. Oh. So I say I would like it. Well, uh, what else do you make besides this hamburger? Uh, well, then I make a, a famous dish you call for pie with, with nothing in it. A, uh, <laughs> a pie with nothing in it, huh? Yes. Must take a lot of crust to make a pie like that. I'll say it does. <laughs> well, what is this pie exactly? Uh, well, I make an ordinary pie crust, and then I um, uh, I roll it out very thin and put it's just... It's like strudel, huh? That's right. And then I put in just a very thin layer of uh, orange marmalade. Mm-hmm. And that, that's well, send me one sometime, will you? I sure will, okay. Mr. Martin. Do you have any other hobbies besides uh, gangsterism? Uh, <laughs> uh, cooking pies with nothing in it? Well, uh, I knit. You knit? Yes. Uh, what do you knit? You knit what? Um, oh, I've been knitting for a red cross. Uh, what, what do you do? You, you knit strudels and uh, things like that? Yes. Uh, she knits... Uh, huh? Sweaters. What? Sweaters? I've been uh, knitting some... Uh, uh, 450 to 500 uh, sweaters and and socks and and uh, helmets and everything. But it's all in the wartime. In the wartime. Why, why do you do, why do you why do you do all of this knitting for the boys in the armed forces? Uh, yes. Well, that's wonderful. That's a mar- marvelous achievement. You certainly made a lot of people happy. Now tell me, little apple strudel, what can I do to make make you happy? Well, if, if you think you're thinking of kissing me, you better not try. <laughs> well, when the 63-year-olds start turning me down, I'm all washed up. <laughs> I'm turning my body in the first thing in the morning. Huh? <laughs> Well, it's been a very happy experience talking to you two, two good girls, and I wish you lots of luck in the quizzes, because right now you have a chance to win a lot of money. You run your 25 bucks and more than other couples, and you'll get a chance to sit the $1,500 question. I can't oh. tell you how much you have to win, but Mr. Fenneman is going to remind our listeners. Our second couple, the lady cab driver and the schoolboy, are ahead with $6. Here we go. Let's see how high I can build you $20. You selected nursery rhymes and fairy tale ca- characters. Here's your first question. Now, how much will you bet? Eighteen. Eighteen. Okay. $18. You ready? Mm. Who bumped off Cock Robin with a bow and arrow? What? Uh, Robin. Uh, what? Talk it over. 
Who bumped off Cock Robin with a bow and an arrow? Who killed him? I'm sorry, it was the sparrow. Oh, oh, Jimmy. Right. You now have $2. All right. Now, don't be discouraged. You're going for $1,500 tonight, and that's the big prize. How much are you going to bet on your second question? All of it. Okay. All of it? $2. Okay. $2. $2. $2. What was the name of the kid who could have his wishes granted by a big stooge merely by rubbing a lamp? Aladdin. Aladdin is right. <laughs> Well, you're climbing again. You have four dollars. Here's your third question. How much of the four dollars will you try? Four. Yeah. Four. Four dollars. What was the name of the kid who hit on the? What was the name of the kid who hit the sack with one sock on and one shoe on? With one sock and one shoe on. My son John. That's right. Did a little dumpling, my son John. You now have eight dollars. Went to bed with his stockings on. One, one shoe off and one shoe on. Did a little, little dumpling, my son, yeah. I know that, too. All right, now, now you have eight, eight dollars, and here's your last chance to be with the other couples. How much would you bet? All of it. All of it. All of it. What fairy tale character parlayed a few prolific bean seeds into a fortune? Jack and the Beanstalk. Jack and the Beanstalk is right. <laughs> well, you wind up with sixteen dollars. And that means that you sisters get the chance of the DeSoto Plymouth $1,500 question in just one minute. And now here's a pretty girl with some news about a beautiful car. Hello, I'm Wendy Barry, and I'm really excited about the new 1953 DeSoto that's now at your DeSoto Plymouth dealer's. Honestly, it's the most beautiful car I've ever seen. You'll notice right away the wonderful styling of this distinguished 1953 DeSoto. The way the wide, one-piece rear window curves around the back. And the really dramatic lines of the long, swept-back fenders. And the lower, wider deck lid. Inside, too, this new DeSoto is just beautiful. They've taken rich, fashionable nylon and combined it with the gorgeous trim. Of course, there's DeSoto's full-power steering, too, which means that I can turn the steering wheel to just one finger. Honestly, I think this is the most beautiful, the finest car ever built. The distinguished 1953 DeSoto is available in two great series, the mighty 160-horsepower Firedome V8 and the brilliant DeSoto Powermaster 6. Tomorrow, see the distinguished 1953 DeSoto at your DeSoto to Plymouth dealers. And now, Groucho, here are the Danish twin sisters, all set for the DeSoto Plymouth $1,500 question. All right. Well, well guys, here's your chance to clean up now. Of course, you'll have to split this between you, but you're all in one family. Do you split the money? If you... Sure, we do. All right. Here we go for $1,500. give you 15 seconds to decide on a single answer between you. Think carefully. And please, no help in the audience. Are you ready? Yes. In 1660, a former tinker was imprisoned at Bedford, England, for unlawful preaching. During the 12 years of his incarceration, he wrote an unforgettable book, Pilgrim's Progress. For $1,500, what was his name? Talk about it. <laughs> 
All right, girls, what is the answer you two have decided upon? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Nothing? No. Don't anyone want to guess? No, I... I'm sorry. The correct answer is uh, John Bunyan. And, uh, Groucho, you know, we neglected something. They only made $16 in the quiz. So we can't let them go. Oh, away well, I'll, I'll give you one more question to bring the quiz up to 25. Are you ready? <laughs> what do you mix with water to get soap suds? Lie. What? Lie. Lie. <laughs> That's a lie. It's soap, but, but it soap suds anyway. <laughs> So that means that the big question next week will be $2,000. Well, they lost the big money, but you won $25 in the quiz. And thanks and good luck and congratulations to both of you and to all of our contestants on the show tonight. Be sure to tune in again next Wednesday night at this same time for the Groucho Marx Show, when the big question will be worth $2,000. And don't miss Groucho's television show, also presented by the DeSoto Plymouth Dealers of America. And remember that the dealers who sell the distinguished 1953 DeSoto also sell the brilliant new Plymouth, the first truly balanced car in the low-priced field. DeSoto, Plymouth. Two great new cars. Both products of the Chrysler Corporation. And when you drive in, tell them Groucho sent you. Good night, folks, and remember... See the 1953... DeSoto! Folks, here's a reminder for the National Safety Council. Ease up when there's a freeze up. You Bet Your Life, transcribed from Hollywood, is produced by John Goodell. Directed by Robert Dwan and Bernie Smith. Music by Jerry Fielding. This is George Fenneman signing off for the more than 3,000 DeSoto Plymouth dealers from coast to coast. <laughs>